Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday and happy last day of Mental Health Awareness Month, which is today, the 31st of May, 2023. Hopefully it's been good to you and to me. Oh my God, am I Dr. Seuss right now? <laughs> Any um, super excited for today's episode. A returning guest is coming and a fellow Steven, which is always great. Spelled correctly with a V. Stephen Salvador is here to talk about his new book, No Perfect Places, which is out in the world right now, crawling around one day old. So be sure to go check it out. Um, we're going to talk about it and the beautiful cover art, which is beautiful and great. And the story is great. So like, let's get into it, shall we? Well, welcome back, fellow Stephen, to the Sunshine Stephen podcast. How are you? I am wonderful, fellow Stephen. How are you? It is so nice to see you again, talk to you again. All Likewise. The yes. Yes. If, if listeners do not realize, there's an episode that came out last last year. Yes. Sure. Yeah, sure. time. What time is time right now? <laughs> Honestly, it's so... But yes, there's an episode <laughs> previous to Stephen out there. Go, go listen to that as well, too. But today we're talking about uh, your new book, which at the time of this recording, it'll be out in the world for a day. No perfect places. So before we jump into that, though, if you want to give everybody a little bio about yourself, who you are, throw out your address, you know. Sure, my social security number, social, credit card, credit card whatever has the biggest limit, throw that one out. Absolutely, absolutely. Y'all will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, you know what? <laughs> I, Let's give him money. Not an, this is not an identity I really wanted to assume. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, for the hi, everyone. Um, I'm Stephen Salvatore, uh, gay, genderqueer, author of... Some YA books, um, Can't Take That Away was my debut, came out in 2021, and They Lived came out last March 2022, um, and I have an adult romance coming out in 2024, uh, March, I believe, um, and that's called The Boyfriend Subscription. <clears throat> Oh. <laughs> excited! I'm very excited about that. I know we're here to talk about. And no March problem. is such a great month because that's ah. my birth month. So, <laughs> oh, does that your is that Aries, right? I'm a Pisces. Oh, a Pisces. Um, the oh, Aries last is day. April. Aries last is April. day. Yeah, it's uh, so March 21st through April, whatever. Or Aries. I'm a Pisces though. Oh, okay. I was I was made to be a Pisces because they had to induce my mom, and the last they were like, oh, March 20th is when it's set. So. The stars aligned. They knew I was going to oh, be a dramatic, yes. sad bitch. <laughs> well, I I am a uh, Virgo, which makes me a dramatic, creative type A bitch. Yeah. So, you know, we're, <laughs> One in this we're all in this together, really. <laughs> yeah, we're all dramatic is the moral of the story. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I love, this is already pure chaos. I, yeah. I mean, this um what what i don't know what else about me i live in new york uh i don't know what my bio is i don't know i'm yeah i'm me nice like to meet you can change at any time <laughs> yes all you really need to know about me is that i'm gay and chaotic and i write books and one of them is coming out yesterday yes 
Yeah. Yep, that, that'll make sense. Mull that over, y'all. <laughs> One of them is coming out yesterday. And that's and called we'll... No Perfect Places. Yeah. And that's super exciting, though. Not that we're here for that, but the 2024 book. So you oh. said adult. Yes, so. adult romance. It's going to be steamy and sexy. And oh, I'm here for it. Uh, it is a gay retelling of Pretty Woman with a financial flip where the sex worker has all the money and power. Um, you know, there's fake dating <laughs> and there's sexy times and romance. And oh, I'm here for it. So, you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. But for now, we're going to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> what are we here to talk about? Yeah. Your current book for 2023. And that's the thing, too. Speaking to a lot of authors and stuff, like... I think I joked with Robbie as well, too. The last was so, like... Y'all are, like, mothers birthing a baby every year. Like, you... No sleep. <laughs> Another Honestly, club. Tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back to back you already have them lined up and i'm like that's a lot of pressure it is it's a lot it's yeah it's a lot to kind of like and and it comes up quick because like i didn't realize until it was too late that like oh no perfect places is like here and i'm i'm not prepared i'm not prepared for it I, i there's only so much you can do anyway as authors to like prepare for something like right. this it's like what 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 can we do I, I i i booked my own book tour so like that's that's kind of i i put my energy into that because that's kind so of the brave. thing i can't even book joy. my own doctor's appointments half the time so listen good on you <laughs> listen i i apparently have a knack for booking uh bookstore events um but also can't book my own doctor appointments so, oh, okay then good <laughs> yeah. you know again again we're in when you're same- passionate about it you're like yes i will find a way but it's like oh unless my arms coming off like i'm not going to the doctor i'm good <laughs> like do i really want to go get this back pain checked out literally yeah or the, i'm really bad i'm telling myself dentist went to the dentist in like 2019 and they're like when's the last time you went to the dentist and i was like <laughs> middle school <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. I'm wearing false teeth right Literally, now. Literally, I'm like, I don't. Oh. They were like, these are my oh. these are my fake vampire dentures <laughs> that like, I got from Party City. Honestly, I would though. I always joke <laughs> if I ever get a whole bunch of money, give me the Trixie Mattel fake ass like fake ass teeth that are like ten grand a tooth. I'll do it. I don't care. Whatever. Oh, like, honey, honey. It, exactly. If I, afford, if I could afford some, what are they like veneers or veneers, like whatever? Yeah. Like, I would in a freaking heartbeat. In a heartbeat, no questions asked. I'm like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> That's the list of plastic surgery that I want. That I oh, can be a whole different person, but. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Isn't that that's the objective? That's the goal. Yeah, when you're rich, that's basically what you do. It's become a whole different person. So, you know, hey, I'm I, I want to enter into my uh, Suzanne Collins era where, oh like, my I'm, gosh. I'm so rich that I could become a recluse and just write. Yeah, Hunger yeah. Games. I don't know. She's still even writing. She, well, she she, she probably doesn't need to. Her book came out. Oh, like, that's right. One, I think, yeah. So you know, and it's it's a movie. I mean, she could like write she, whatever she wants. She and could literally gonna... take like a ten year break in between each book and be like, "I'm good." And you know what? 
hashtag goals. Yeah, literally. Hashtag winning. Yep. Hashtag I'm old. Like, that sounds like the life. Hashtagging, that's just where we're at now. Uh, yes. Well, going back to your book, though, <laughs> I am curious to know that the writing process, especially because you would have already had to have written it a while back. It's not like you were like, I just finished it yesterday <laughs> since it's coming out already. So what was the writing process like? Was it still during? I'm trying to. I wouldn't think that it would be too far back into like COVID COVID times, but still I feel like we just got out of like COVID 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 times, but I don't think it was 2020 that you were writing it. You no, well, when we're... yeah, no. So I, um, I sold can't take that away in, um, in 2019, in May of 2019, it came out March of 2021. Um, and I was always told, you know, the thing that you can do as as an author, but especially as a debut, is to always be working on the next thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so when I sold Can't Take That Away, and I knew I was going to have like 18 or, you know, and change months right. to wait for that book to come out, like the thing that I could do was write the next book. Um, so I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like remember the exact timeline. Again, Summer, what is time right now? <laughs> I know, what, exactly. What is time? <clears throat> Summer of, um, of 2019, I wrote no perfect places um oh, it had wow. a different title the original title was the stories we tell ourselves um and i wrote that book and my agent loved it um but my editor at the time didn't mm. or didn't want that to be my next book in the contract gotcha um <clears throat> at the same time i was working on and they lived and so I ended up, I think this was like during COVID time, mm. I ended up um, sending my editor and they lived, like editing it, revive, do it and doing what I needed to do. Um, and I was trying to do both at the same time, both and they lived and no perfect places. Um, and in the middle like, of a global pandemic, <laughs> in, the, yeah, in the middle of a global pandemic, I was also no deal. On, yeah, I was also like, I wrote like a whole like sci-fi space opera, like fantasy epic that um I still love and I need to revise that. Um, but it, it lives on my computer oh. and where else. Um, but I was working on a bunch of different things. And during the pandemic, I was like super duper productive. And um, I was able to revise No Perfect Places and And They Lived at the same time. Um, but Bloomsbury wanted and they lived to be my second book. So they took that and then I got a new editor. And so my agent and I pitched that book to my new editor and she loved it. And so she bought No Perfect Places. And I think it ended up being like um, May of 2021. Oh, nice. Um, so that's just how the timeline worked out. Yeah. There. So definitely it's almost like a don't put all your eggs in one basket type deal like you said always yeah. be working on something else because you never know and don't completely 
if you were like, ah, well, this editor said no, so delete the whole book. It's never going to see the light of day. You just, you honestly never know. You honestly never know. And like, I am definitely, um, I'm definitely of the mindset, just based on my own experiences, that like some of the books that I have written are trash. And and they didn't go anywhere because they weren't meant to go anywhere because right. they were trash. Um, but then some books I know are are worth something. You know, I, I every idea has merit. Every idea yeah. can go somewhere. So like, don't give up on you know on something that you really feel passionate about and something that is really working. It just might not be working for one person, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean throw it away. Right. Uh, I mean, save it for the right time and the right person. It's like, right. you know, trying to find love, you know, you can't force it. It's just the right person comes along at the right time and things kind of fall in place. And it's, that's very much like publishing. It's um, yeah. <laughs> like trying to fall in love is like a shot in the dark, a needle in a haystack, literally trying to publish a book is like a friggin' needle in a haystack. Like, yeah. Don't give up. It's there. You just have to dig for it. You have to find it. You have to wait for it. You have to kind of, you know, wait for the stars. The stars to have to. Oh, <laughs> we said the same thing at the same time. Jinx, gay jinx. Literally, <laughs> jinx monsters to be like the stars. <laughs> it's all in the stars. It's all in the stars. You know, it's literally just like stars and <laughs> like Starbucks and you know. It's yeah, what it is. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, well, I realized that I skipped over the whole summary of the book. So let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. Y'all y'all don't know what the book is about. Um, I wrote it like this. Cool. What's it about? <laughs> That's okay, my well, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying I am the worst at talking about my own book. Um, and of course, like, I'm not going to pull it up and like have it right in front of me because why would I do that? That's just... It's about... <laughs> A story that takes place in a world where people do things. So there's there's a setting and there are characters and a plot and things happen. Um, Groundbreaking. (laughs) I know. I know. Truly. Um, Thank you. Give me my Pulitzer Prize. Um, So No Perfect Places is about twins, Ollie and Alex, whose father is incarcerated and they are dealing with the aftermath of their father being locked locked up in prison um they also ollie discovers that they have a secret half sibling um he goes him and his sister go and visit their father in prison ollie confronts their dad about it um and his dad is basically like, you need to keep this a secret. Like, don't tell your sister. Um, and then Ollie realizes that, you know, he needs to tell her, but then their father passes away in prison. And Alex kind of Pressure. goes off the deep end. Yeah. And Ollie chooses to keep their half-brother a secret um, in order to protect his sister. Um, But at the same time, he wants to get to know his half-brother. So he develops a, you know, uh, friendship, relationship, you know, brotherhood, whatever, with his his brother, their brother. And, um, you know, the next year, the half-brother shows up in their town for a summer job. Drama ensues. We're talking, you know, Dawson's Creek, Euphoria style <laughs> breakdowns, family secrets. 
it's um it's 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 a it's a sibling drama it's a family drama um and it's really about um it's about grief and you know the 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 love that you know between siblings and right. how family can kind of both break you down and be exactly what you need <clears throat> yeah i think it's super interesting anytime any story revolves about family because Families are so dynamic and so different, and there's a lot that can come of them, especially if they're secret half siblings and things like that. And it, and I'll never forget the first sociology class I took was sociology of the families, and I'm like, wow, like maybe my family isn't so screwed up <laughs> studying <laughs> all these other like there's some shit that goes down. Like I think that would be a, at one of the top lists, like secret <laughs> half sibling out there i'd be like cool 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 like my whole life is a lie like and then for the father to pass away too it's like great now i can't even like and how do you how do you deal with that too yeah. because you know what what was some, something that i explored between the siblings is you know ollie Ollie views his relationship with his dad differently than Alex views her relationship. Mm -hmm. And Alex is very much like a daddy's girl. And, you know, she kind of refuses to see any, any bad. Mm -hmm. um, and she's really devastated by that loss. Whereas Ollie is just more angry and kind of sees through a lot of the bullshit. Yeah. And like in his attempt to not be his father, he kind of ends up being a little bit like his father. Right. And that's kind of like the biggest journey for him is like wanting to distance himself and not become the thing that he hates. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of um, Ali is obsessed with Star Wars. Um, he wants to be a filmmaker. And so there's a lot of like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker references. And, um, you know, the Cave of Evil from Empire Strikes Back kind of plays a role, um, you know, symbolically. In, yeah. in, so there's a lot of like that kind of like father son um, dynamic trauma stuff. The whole trauma. <laughs> There's nothing like trauma in a story. Oh, <laughs> would it like be spice it up a little? Bit. Yeah, it wouldn't be games. <laughs> There's no trauma, <laughs> literally. And uh, I think too, it's, it's interesting for uh, twins dynamic as well too. Because I was just thinking about my niece and nephew. They're twins, and there's a boy and a, a boy and a girl, and they're they're six. And I already am like, their bond is so. It's like even from when they were babies, like they feed off each other and like that whole, I feel like they could have a whole conversation just by looking at each other. And yeah. like, what happens when that bond, what happens if, and when that bond breaks, and exactly. that's something that, like I really wanted to explore. And like, I don't, I don't have a twin, but I, I do have a sister. Yeah. And so, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to explore like the closeness of, you know, a sibling relationship. And then, kind of the lack of the lack thereof yeah. based on all of these other all this other family stuff yeah definitely i could see when the siblings get into hot water and it because i have several siblings and it's it's been there's some times where it's rough so definitely yeah. like you said put some trauma in there family secrets 
you got yourself a book <laughs> you got yourself a story mm -hmm. so exactly. that's exciting when it comes to the the cover art though i know yeah. that corny saying never judge a book by its cover but covers are so beautiful and amazing and this one is so let's talk about it a little bit where, where did this come from was it something that you had a hand in or your people quote unquote was like we got this <laughs> you just <laughs> sit back am, and look pretty <laughs> <laughs> i am absolutely obsessed with the cover it is out of all three and i love all three of my book covers i just like i am i feel such a sense of like peace and love right. and joy when i look at the cover for this and i love the color scheme like the purples and the oranges and it's just like it's just this like very vibrant sunsetty lakeside vibe that I'm I'm obsessed with. Yes. Um, so uh, you know, Bloomsbury, who's my publisher of my YA books, they um, have always been super super um, collaborative in terms of like asking me kind of what I want and what I'm looking for, and like you know like you know send comp covers like covers that you love from other yeah. books and you know kind of what your thought process is and any sort of like references or whatever and so i sent so the book takes place in lake george new york it, which is um a beautiful lake in the adirondack mountains um and it's my happy place and i'm i just i love that lake so much um so i i did send along a couple of of pictures that i took of the lake that um right i've always awesome. read just as reference points. Yeah. And then I sent along a bunch of covers of other books that I love. And I didn't, I guess I'm, I'm not really somebody who necessarily like knows cover artists or like would know them by name. I just right. know what I love aesthetically. Yeah. And pretty much the majority of the covers that I sent were by an artist named David Curtis um and when they were like oh david curtis is interested i was like Bitch, what? <laughs> what i literally i th i like i i think i screamed i i was just like so dramatic <laughs> yeah dramatically yes yeah. Gay um i was so excited and I, I i was i was floored and i knew i was like okay what done yeah he comes up with is going to be absolutely fantastic um and he i only saw one sketch and it was basic it was very very similar to what the cover ended up being mm -hmm. um, obviously the cover is like way more you know detailed and everything a sketch is a sketch but with the sketch alone i was like this could be the book cover right now let's go let's just send yeah. it to me. we're ready this is it we're done um, so I was like super ecstatic when I got that in my inbox. Um, and it was only after like the cover reveal um, back in, I don't know, October, whenever, whenever that happened, um, that David on his Instagram posted a bunch of other covers that he sketched, co uh, cover sketches for my book that I had, I had, I'd never seen. You never, wow. No, oh, that's awesome. So it was like, yeah, it was like this, like it, it was. Un I was like, oh my god, I would have loved that. Oh my god, I would have yeah. loved that. Oh god, I would have loved that. I would have loved any like of them. Like a sliding door moment, like yeah. that could have been the cover, or that yes. could have been like. Let's just have five different covers. Yeah, for collector's edition. Think, that doesn't happen unless you're like, I don't know, Casey McQuiston or you yeah. know, 
some other like massive author that's just that doesn't you know doesn't happen um but the one thing that like i had said before i even knew who the artist was um and like preliminary stuff was like i don't want i don't want people on the cover mm -hmm. because because it is a sibling story and you know it's these three siblings and sort of their entanglement like it could have easily been misconstrued into like a love triangle yeah. and like the last thing i want is people going into this book thinking it's thinking. gonna be a love triangle especially when they start reading it and they're like oh there's somebody <laughs> oh my god what is this game of thrones incest mess like, like I is this in alabama <laughs> Oh, not Alabama, honey. Oh, honey. They would have been in for, I would say, not a treat, but a shock. Yes, <laughs> Hopefully not yes. a treat. Yeah, not a treat. But yeah. I think, um, I mean, obviously, like, my editor and the team, like, they all fully agreed with that because of, obviously, like, you know, especially YA readers, like, they love themselves a love triangle. And, yeah. you know, that's just, like, there's no messy love stuff in this book. Like, the main character, Ali, um, is in a very good, healthy, stable gay relationship, like, before the book starts. Yeah. And it, there's no troubles during the book. Sweet. And I really, I, that was something that I wanted in there. Like, no messy love stuff. Like, yeah happy we are in love whatever That's the drama comes the from the family thing. yeah yeah it's like now it's time to look at the family <laughs> yes now we're examining family i yeah. did the messy love stuff and, and they lived and now it's time for the messy family stuff yeah i definitely i i could see that though because why readers do love that whole different tropes and everything like that as well too which is great don't get me wrong but it's oh, like I love a trope. I it's love a nice break uh, from that though. Like, oh, let's look at a different dynamic for sure. Absolutely. And you know, with with can take that away, there was some marketing stuff that that was positioning it as a romance. And mm -hmm. I'm like, that book is not a romance. Like there is there is a a, a you know, a, there is a love story kind yeah. of underneath it all but like it's not a romance and it was never written as a romance and then you know i'd get reviews that are like this is not a romance i wouldn't know it thought thinking it was a romance and i'm like did y'all read the jacket copy because it's like you know we're talking about like a protest story here not yeah not a love story get it together people read before <laughs> you review <laughs> I can see we that. Love reviewers, though. though we love. I have to say that because I yes. don't want to get canceled on this. Yeah. on this good Christian podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we take everything back. <laughs> <laughs> the stars have aligned, and <laughs> you're going to leave a great review. Uh, besides all this, to add to the chaos, you also started a new business adventure that I want to talk about. You uh, started in was it January of this year? Yeah, officially, yeah, I, I like officially launched, launched, like, I can't even say the word, launched in November, um, the website, um, but yeah, started, started courses in, um, in January, so it's called Queerative Writers, and it is a, essentially an online, um, uh, workshop course offering for, um, LGBTQ aspiring writers um, to take courses from queer authors 
um, in essentially a safe space because, you know, as somebody who I went, uh, I, you know, I have a writing degree, uh, from undergrad, I have my MFA in creative writing, uh, and I teach writing too at the college level. Um, there really just isn't, and hasn't been like a designated safe space for queer writers. And like, I knew as, you know, growing up, growing up in those spaces and like getting workshopped and submitting my work, you know, more often than not, people didn't understand what I was doing because, you know, they're not majority queer spaces, you know, it's, it's gen pop or were those courses are for anyone and everyone. And not that queerative writers is a closed space because I've had, you know, cis straight students in queerative writers courses um but it's like you kind of have to know entering in that like we're geared toward like a queer sensibility and we want to make sure that like queer writers feel safe and exploring their ideas and their voices and their stories and so that is really like the main focus is like i'm not catering towards straight audiences right uh, or straight writers necessarily but again not that anybody can't join can't, yeah but you it's know, a good i think knowing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's it's good though to have it kind of flipped where like the minority is kind of the majority when you come to this space to where it's like usually the opposite if you go to a workshop and stuff they're like we want to write a love triangle all right do you want to have two girls and a guy but it's like why can't they all be dudes or why can't they be pansexual or why can't like yeah or like why can't you know in a in a you know guy guy girl love triangle why can't the guys be bi yeah you know and because that is an interesting fucking dynamic yeah and, you know god i don't see that explored and exactly. i would love to see that explored more um you know there are books out there that 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 do but you know they're they're few and far between and, correct and i know, think that's why yeah. it's too also super important now and why i feel like queer books have kind of taken off a little bit especially on tiktok and stuff like that is because us millennials grew up with none of it so we were like cool now this the youth of america y'all get this i don't care that i was 29 and i went to y'all fest i was like yeah i'm reading these young like young adult books because i didn't get that in my youth so and that's that's the thing too like the argument you know as far as like who who the readership is for yeah and like i Obviously, like young adult books are geared demographically toward teen audiences, but I think that it's so, I think that's so limiting. Yeah. Because for marginalized people, you know, whether you're queer, LGBTQ, you know, black, like a person of color, like of, of you know, any background, whatever the case may be, like, historically the majority of stories that we grew up with and i'm talking like a lot of like people our age like in our yeah. 30s and maybe even like late 20s yeah late 20s 30s and obviously up like we didn't have a well of stories nope. to choose from like we had a very 
you know, Dude. depending on which demographic, depending on, you know, your background, um, your, your identity, like we had a very select group of, and, and they very few and far between. And why shouldn't we get to read stories about, you know, queer teens, right? right. Like, and, and enjoy them and have them also in a way kind of be written for us. Like when I wrote and they lived, like, I'll be honest, I was writing, I was writing for me. Yeah. I was writing that book for me. And, you know, the older, you know, gay queer reader who picks up that book and goes, oh, I wish I had that experience when I was younger. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the kind of book that I wanted that I wish I had. Um, and so that was kind of that was honestly my objective when I was writing yeah. Um, and it just so happened that the age of the characters were what the age of the characters were, but like, I, I think it's important. I think it's important to, um, to identify that, that yeah. like so many of us, especially queer youth, uh, queer adults, like we missed out on that typical, Correct, like, yeah crush in high school and like we didn't get to like openly mm. hold hands with another guy in the exactly, hallway yeah. going to our lockers like we didn't get to pass notes we didn't get to like make out under the bleachers you know like we didn't get those like typical high school experiences right not i don't even know if people make out under the bleachers anymore but like i'm sure they do oh maybe i don't know <laughs> my uh Steven's like, you're like, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I did. No, I never me. did. Thank you. <laughs> but I will say, my brother, this is some tea. My brother, he's three years younger than I am. When we moved to Florida, back to Florida, and I was in my sophomore year in high school, and he was in eighth grade in middle school, and they caught three middle schoolers underneath the bleachers doing more than making out. Listen, my <laughs> they God. do more than make it out. <laughs> my God, what did the kids do? I clutched my pearls. I was like, middle schoolers, like truly, like what? I didn't even know what. And I thought I everybody had germs sex was until literally. I was like, I'm not attracted <laughs> to anything until no. But I was, I literally clutched my pearls. I was like, that is scandalous. Never heard. So. I'm sure they do. And according to Euphoria, they do a lot more. <laughs> I mean, hey, Euphoria is just like all over. I I love I love Euphoria. And I did uh, there's like there's like, you know, a little bit of like euphoria type stuff that happens in no perfect places. And you know, there's there's a dark underbelly to this like summary yeah. family drama. It definitely it, it inspired one of my random questions. Oh, Which yeah. I can get to now, but that one's the second one. So the first one, though, just going off title alone, no perfect places. Name three perfect places that you've traveled to and why. Oh, oh, oh. Um, You're like, to my bathroom? <laughs> so many, ew. So <laughs> many. <laughs> I know, so after I said many. it, I was like, mm. <laughs> I take it back to my kitchen. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Well, okay. So number one, and only because this is a reference to the book, um, is Lake George in the Adirondacks in New York. True, true, true. Um, because it is it is my personal happy place and I spend a lot of my summers up there. Um 
I would say second would probably be um the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Mm. Just absolutely gorge. Um, I want to go back so bad. Um and I just had such a wonderful, my favorite, one of my favorite experiences in Amalfi was going to um, a lemon farm and the lemons in Amalfi, about it. And, like if you've never had an Amalfi lemon, which you can't, unless you go to Italy because like, yeah. they do not, they do not import them out of Italy. Oh, so wow. like you can only get them in Italy. They are literally like the size of fucking, oh, so I don't know if I can curse. Yeah. They are literally <laughs> the size of like cantaloupes. They're massive. Holy crap. And you can eat the flesh and it's like candy. And it is absolutely the I bet best. it makes some bomb ass lemonade. I bet the, that lemonade is on lemonade, point. Lemonade, <laughs> like oh my god, like the best things. I would fly to a just to go out just to get a bushel of lemons and <laughs> eat them like apples because they are that good. Um, so def definitely that would be my number, my number two, probably maybe my number one. Um, and then my third would be there is this natural beach in Mykonos, Greece. Mm. Um far away from the touristy like gay mecca of Mykonos cuz I do not do I do not do the gay destination mecca like crazy club beach thing that is not me. Um I like peace and quiet. I like yeah. solitude. Um I like people not near me. Um <laughs> <laughs> i generally hate people yeah. uh but i love every listener right now i love yes <laughs> anybody uh, that's gonna buy the book too you and, oh absolutely. my god anybody that buys my book is my next best friend yeah <laughs> you I get a lemon you. you will um you, you know I, i'll invite you to you know um my house if you would like <laughs> as you if you buy my book sure i'll throw you a party yeah. um, i'll serve limoncello um yeah, there's I love a natural beach and there's like there's this beautiful natural beach that's, you know, and you're in Greece. So, you know, there's yeah. a little, there's a little nudity if you would if you prefer. Yeah. Um, but it's just like the most magical beach I've ever been to, period. End of story. Like, incredible. I, I, I want to fly back just to go there. Just to go there. Yeah. I wish I could go to Greece. <laughs> Because I would, I just want to go to live my mama Mia fantasy and oh, yes, do that. frolic through the fields and overalls. Sure. Yeah, Meryl Streep it up. Literally, that's about it, though. <laughs> uh, now the Euphoria themed question. Um, it's kind of a play on Boink Mary Kill. Um, so we have best friend, biggest crust, crush, or crust. bitch. You better be joking. So I'd, I'm going to give you three choices out of the characters themselves. Sure. Um, I'm terrible at games, so I'm going to probably ask you the rules again later. It's, you're fine. So you get three choices, and one, you can make your best friend. One is your biggest crush, not oh. crust. And yes. then one, bitch, you better be joking. You want nothing to do with them. Okay, like sure. They're off your radar. So the first round, so you have Cassie, uh -huh. Nate's dad, Cal, and Cat um, from Euphoria. Who would be your best friend? My God. I mean, uh, wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. I think Cassie would probably be my best friend. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, and- I'm stuck between making Cassie my biggest crush or my best friend. I just love her throwing up in that hot tub. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Maddie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mm, yeah okay okay maybe okay maybe okay maybe cat would be my best friend and cassie would be my biggest crush yeah and then nate's dad i figured everybody's gonna be like fuck that guy (laughs) well yeah that's an obvious fuck that guy yeah i figured (laughs) even though the actor that plays him is delicious (laughs) so so delicious high. and nutritious but not in that role so. not in that oh my god that role i was like uh. take me back to gray's anatomy please literally take me back to mix steamy and gray's yeah anatomy. that's my my best friend she watches gray's anatomy i do not and she was like dr mix steamy like what the fuck i know they did mix steamy dirty she was like shooketh um second round best friend biggest crush or bitch you better be joking rue <laughs> Every time I say Rue, I think of Rue. When was this? Nate <laughs> and Lexi. Okay, best friend. Best friend is definitely Rue. Yeah. Like, d- yeah. Wait. Okay, Lexi was. Lexi is the one that wrote the play. Cassie's mm-hmm. sister. Um, she's played by. Oh gosh, what's her name? She's um Leslie Mann's and jub uh jub jet <laughs> what's his name yeah their daughter maybe, okay. yeah maybe yeah oh i i think i think rue would be best best friend lexi would be crush and then wh- who's the other what was the other choice nate oh nate would be <sighs> it's so hard fuck that guy but for a different reason yeah exactly Sorry, sorry, toxic masculinity coming in hot. Yeah, I need to go to so... therapy. I need to. I'm gonna log off and go to therapy. <laughs> go to therapy after this, like yeah, Nate. I'm gonna trans- I just that was a transgression. He is so. There's moments though where I'm like, oh, he's coming around. He's gonna be a better. Nope, <laughs> like J.K. He is not. Uh, mm. Last round. So best friend crush. Somebody you don't want anything to do with. Jules, who is like one of my absolute favorite characters, uh, Fezco and Maddie. Okay. You're like, fuck all of them. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay, wait. Okay. This is why I'm terrible at games because I forget. Okay, wait, who are the who are the three characters again? Jules. Jules, best friend. Yeah. Fezco. Um or Fez. Crush. Crush. Yeah. Crush. Crush. And then Maddie. You want nothing to do with Maddie? I, mean, I don't know. Maddie is you get, you get out of the list you gave me. I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's it's a default, but it's not true. Yeah, she would do what we do with the rules. We do what we do. She, although I did expect for her fight with Cassie to be a little bit bigger, but I would be afraid to be her friend <laughs> for sure. Because if you cross her, yeah. she's yeah. gonna break your face. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, probably like in in reality, I probably would. I would probably be best friends with her. Yeah, same. In 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 real life. Yeah, if I was, if I, I was, was a, I was friends with a bunch of Maddies. I was about to say, yeah, as a a gay boy, yes. As a girl. Yeah. Never, <laughs> like, 
never be friends. But as a, I'd be like, Maddie, so as a messy me. gay who loves drama, yes, <laughs> best friends forever. Like, and Jules is the Jules is the Jules is the type of friend that like I probably like wouldn't have gravitated towards, but then wish I had. Yeah. Like in you know years after like Same. High that's what I, I was, was like, a messy gay who was very shallow and yeah if I was in high school at the time with Jules I'd be like no I can't hang out with her people will hate me and think that I'm weird but as a thirty year old I'm like bitch let's go <laughs> like now I don't care about anybody also side note did you see I guess season three is gonna be five years into the future and oh. I'm like. Well, yeah, because they're waiting five years to release it. So, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, none of them look like high schoolers anyway. Anyway. It's just like, I mean, it's just part and parcel of any high school show is that none of the characters actually appear to be in high school. Exactly. I'm wondering how they're going to handle, though, Barbie. I can't remember her last name, but the actress that plays Kat, how she's not, she's not in it. She's not going to be in it. So I'm like, how are they handling her departure? Well, Five years in the future leaves a lot uh, for, for the imagination. I mean, I hope they just don't do her dirty. Like she died, or she's a bitch, and mo- I'm like, uh, hopefully they're like, <laughs> she became a multimillionaire and wants nothing to do with you rats. <laughs> but yeah. that's just me. Next question: <laughs> um, yeah. If you could put three songs on a soundtrack for No Perfect Places, what three songs would you? put on that soundtrack oh well there is a uh spotify playlist for no perfect places that y'all can um it's almost like i put this question there on purpose oh my god (laughs) like i can't believe um if you all uh if you head to my instagram you'll be able to get the link to that i'll put it in the notes Um, in this episode as well um, or my link, tree, my link tree will have that up too, which is my bio way. of my Instagram. Um, so, okay. I mean, the first one, I mean, uh, the, the actual playlist has 40 songs on it, by the way. So <laughs> oh, God. it's a whole two and a half hour experience. Right. <laughs> uh, but I think top three would be Perfect Places by Lord. Mm. Um, oh. Uh-huh. Um, See, I'm, I struggle with music because I'm like, I want them all. <laughs> Supercut by Lord. Honestly, oh, Lord, Lord, period. Lord powered this book. Like, I want her to like do the actual music when it becomes, yes. if it ever becomes a movie. It's gonna. I'm putting in the universe. It's gonna become a movie, mm, and Lord's yes. gonna be like, yes, I listened to Sunshine Stephen podcast, and I remember him saying that he would need to do the music. So. Love. Um, and oh God. Okay. I'm going to, uh, I want to say the homemade dynamite remix by Lord and SZA and, and Khalid, but I'm not, and I'm not, I, I want to get Honorable away mention. from another Lord song, yeah. um, and go like a movie by Labyrinth. Oh um, yeah. Which I mean, listen, we were just talking about euphoria and, uh, all for us with Zendaya is yes. playlist because Labyrinth's music is just like, oh, there's a whole bunch of Labyrinth songs. On yeah. That it touches your soul. <laughs> it really does. And it's like dark and moody and very like cinematic. Yes. And like, that's kind of like the vibe that I was going for between that and Lord. Um, and there's of course some like Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, of course. Yeah. You gotta have her. And I also shout out to Zendaya. 
after eight years doing a live performance at Coachella over the weekend. I did not know that. Um, apparently, I'm not in the know of, of news. <laughs> Get it together. Give me your queer card. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. It'll be in the mail. It'll be. Yeah. She surprised everybody and performed with Labyrinth and did that, that song. Was that like, uh, well, I don't want to get into, I don't want to get into like the Frank Ocean of it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At this point, at this point it's probably a little old, but you know, we a messy yeah. game of drama. Literally. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, I'm sure that helped, but I, I don't know if that's who replaced Frank Ocean, but I don't know. Anywho, speaking of secrets, last made up question that I have since this book has lots of secrets, secret siblings <laughs> and everything like that. What three famous people would you trust? Trust? I can't. What is with crust and trust and like? <laughs> They're very difficult words. I'm just learning how to speak. Um, three famous people you would trust with a secret. <laughs> oh, uh, none of them. <laughs> I would trust no famous people. Because, like, okay, if I tell Taylor Swift, she's going to make it into a fucking song. Okay, uh, and don't come for my baby like that. <laughs> no, I love Taylor Swift. Please don't come for me, Swifties. I love her. I yeah. want to see her in concert, but it's too expensive. Oh, um, I want to see her in concert, but I waited six hours for Ticketmaster to say, we don't have any tickets. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, this is the worst thing ever. Oh, Ticketmaster God. and Netflix are on my shit list right now. <laughs> them all literally um yeah no i wouldn't trust any um any celebrities with my secrets and really it's because i am a um i'm a person that doesn't want i don't i don't like people to know my shit and maybe yeah. it's just like ra being raised in an italian family where i was raised to like don't tell our oh, don't tell yeah. your business to anybody you keep that under lock and key like no and now I'm an author and I'm just like, hey. Hey, secretly, I'm, you don't know. I'm, ex <laughs> I'm exploring my emotional trauma on the page for three books straight. And so we'll, you know. Yeah, I grew yeah, up in I don't, like I don't know. a Southern Baptist towns where they're like, bless her little heart. Don't tell anyone I told you this, but, and then everybody knows by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love I it. I literally, I thought about this question. I couldn't come up with three. But one famous person I would trust with all my secrets is Judge Judy. I don't know why, but I can trust that bitch to be my ride or die, honestly. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm I'm trying to, I'm still trying to, I don't know if that I would trust Judge Judy. And I don't, you said Judge Judy and I immediately thought RuPaul, but you know, like <laughs> That messy bitch would turn that into like a maxi challenge. Yeah. Like, and so Stephen Hawkins' so, um, biggest secret is I want you to in quick drag, yeah. like recreate in fifteen his minutes now with hashtag Stephen Secret on yeah, Twitter. Exactly. Oh, thank you for a quick buck. Yeah, um, listen, love RuPaul, but problematic fave. Um, Do yeah. you know? I saw this thing. Somebody did a chart last night, and I saw it. Altogether, there's like over 30 some with all like all stars, drag race UK, drag race Canada, all of them. There's like 37 winners, but it's like 26 of them <laughs> have been crowned since 2020. <laughs> so that's how many branches of drag race have been put out in the last three years. And I'm I like, mean 
It's really, it's really wonderful. I, I, I love it. I love that just like the notoriety of drag and, and, you know, the, the platform that drag race just has across the world now, I think is right. just absolutely wonderful. And especially like, and it's super you know, important with, now too. Yeah. Drag with, you know, Republican politicians coming after drag and, and demonizing it and passing laws and just like, you know, everything that they're doing to try to come for, you know, the queer community, trans community, you know, drag artists in general, like it is, it is phenomenal. I cannot keep up with any Same. of the seasons. I just, there are too many, there are not enough hours in the day and there are just too many, but I love, I love all of it. I think it's, yeah. I think it's fantastic, but like blows my mind that there are just so many. There's so many, I guess so I didn't realize. Yeah. It's, 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 it's wonderful. And and I just I I can't keep up with it. I can't keep up either. <laughs> I barely could keep up. The last season ended, and then they were like, "All Stars Eight is coming," and I'm like, "I need more time." Well, they do that all the time. They're like, "And the winner is, is... All Stars 8. <laughs> Literally, like, and we're moving on. Like, it, yeah. it's like whiplash. Yeah. Um, before we go, too, I always like to ask recommendations: what books, movies, podcasts. TV shows or music you're obsessed with right now? I okay, um, many. Um, since this comes out on the thirty first, and that means today, and today is um, I'm doing a book event in Saratoga, New York, with my bestie Nicholas DiDomizio, and his new book, The Gay Best Friend, came out yesterday, same day as mine. Yeah. Um, and I'm obsessed with it. I love that book so, so, so much. And so I'm, I, I just like everybody go get that. Um, Jason June also has a new book out that came out a couple weeks ago. Riley Weaver needs a date to the gay Bouton ball. It's a very long title. Um, and I, I might've gotten it, I might've gotten it wrong. Um, but I read it months ago and I blurbed it and, Jason June is just incredible. And that book is such fun and definitely like everyone go pick that up. Um, and there are just so many, so many like great queer books coming out, like in the adult space, like Nick's book or in the YA space, like Jason June's book. Um, what other, did you say movies? <laughs> movies, TV shows, <laughs> music. Um, Lord is on your playlist. <laughs> I mean, t as far as TV shows, like I'm obsessed with all the like Disney Plus Star Wars shows. I am itching for Ahsoka and that's coming in August and I'm like dying. Ahsoka's favorite yet... Star Wars character, period, 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 end of story. And I'm very excited about it. I've yet to see any Star Wars. Y I'm logging off now. <laughs> Thank you for this opportunity. You're dead to me. I'm sorry. I literally... <laughs> I have yet to. I did watch one episode of The Mandalorian because Sasha Banks was in it and I love her. And, <laughs> but I will say, I did go to the Hollywood Studios a couple, like a month ago, and rode one of the Star Wars rides. I was like, I don't know what I'm getting into. And that was like the best experience. I was like, uh, Rise of the Resistance? Yes. I was like, this is some shit, y'all. Like, the, I'm sorry, the best theme park ride in existence. It was wild. I, so it was good. so great and i was like i know nothing about star wars but sure but i was like living my best little star wars fantasy <laughs> i was like yes yes, yes he catching yes. me ah <laughs> like, <it> was, <laughs> highly recommend for anybody because oh, not it. knowing anything about it it was like this is awesome 
Anyways, wow. anything else <laughs> that you're obsessed with right now? Uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm, I, I don't even know. I, it's a great, yeah. That's a horrible answer. I'm so sorry. I'm no, obsessed. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> you like know the Netflix show, not you. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no, not the Netflix show. Um, but maybe. Uh, who knows? Have you never watched it? I haven't. No, I haven't. Um, I... Pen Badgley. Okay, listen. No, I don't like Pen Badgley. Um, I, okay, I know. I'm logging off now. Okay, bye. Um, no, I, I Pen Badgley just like. He pissed me off on Gossip Girl and I still have not gotten over it like a decade later. I'm still upset. I'm still yeah, upset. He was pretty shitty in Gossip Girl, but he's even shittier than you because he's literally a serial killer. <laughs> so. Yeah, I feel like I don't need to inflict that trauma. Yeah, he literally, Pim Badgley has come out and said uh, his character and you, Joe Goldberg, would be Dan from Gossip Girl if he never stopped stalking serena <laughs> and so i will never i will i'm just i'm good i'm good i'm fine you're like i'm i'm <laughs> well <laughs> before we go <laughs> plug any social media pages um let people know where they can find you and then any current projects or tours that you want to shout mm -hmm. out and let people know and then i'll link it down below because we're all lazy and we like links Yes, love a link. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Steven Salvatore Books. Um, Twitter, though I hate Twitter and I just try not to tweet anymore. Um, SS writes. Um, it my website stevensalvatore.com just got a face lift. So she she is she is beauty. She's, She's ready. ready. <laughs> She's in the United States. She's ready to go. Um you can also go to uh, queerativewriters.com and check out some of our services. Right now I'm offering editorial services. So if you're working on a book, uh, you want to get like feedback if you're, you know, a querying author who is looking for an agent and you want help on your query letter or your partial or your full, I offer full editorial services as well. Um, as of this recording, I don't have any summer classes up right now, but that may change. So head on over and see because there might be something cute for you. Yeah. Um, and I'm right now on my book tour, my first book tour. Tonight I'm in Saratoga, New York. Tomorrow, Wednesday, no, tomorrow, Thursday, June 1st, um, I am in Philadelphia with um, Eric J. Brown. Um on Friday, June 2nd, I am in Austin, Texas with Jason June and Khalees Rowe. And then on Monday, June 5th, I am in Los Angeles with uh, Abdi Nazimian, um, who's just like a fucking god. I love him so much. Um, and I'm so excited. And yeah. And then I'll be at I'll be at a couple festivals, one in, in Chicago in mid-June, um, one in Super the Bronx on June 10th. So the Bronx Book Festival. So I'll be all over the place, you know, yeah. head, to my, head to my Instagrams and check me out. So so booked and busy. We love it for You're you. Booked and blessed. <laughs> That's super exciting though that you going on tour because past couple of years nobody's been really able to well, do anything no i know <laughs> nobody's been going anywhere 
Yeah, so it's nice. It's nice. Super exciting. Nobody oh. ever comes to Florida though, so. I mean, you know, <laughs> do something about your. Uh, yeah, let uh, me call him up real fast. <laughs> do something about Governor Mantis. Yeah. Uh, playing Mantis over there and see what we can, you know. Literally, I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Any whoozle, thank you so much for coming. Thank back you so much, Stephen. Through this, hopefully, I can have you on next book too as well. Yes. Um, which, God, it, again, it blows my mind. Just back to back, like no sleep club, another club, another club, <laughs> another club, <laughs> like, another book. Book after book is planned, <laughs> and every time I talk to an author, they're like, "Oh, I already have like one to two books planned already," and I'm like. I mean, and God bless, because Literally. publishing is rough. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I could imagine. So, but again, thank you again so much. Um, I'll let you have some time back in your day and hopefully we can chat soon. Absolutely. Bye, everyone. Right, bye. I am just super excited for this book. Again, beautiful cover as well, too. I love some oranges, you know, and I love some lakes and mountains and shit. So, go check it out. Now that we moved on <laughs> to our meditation minute, um, for this week slash month, because I've been doing it all month, uh, I've been using... I know, Rose. I'm sorry that I fucked up. I'm only human. been using famous folks real or not, um, their thoughts on mental health that's either involved directly or indirectly. And today's quote comes from Sam J. Miller. This is a good one. We are not our trauma. We are not our brain chemistry. That's part of who we are, but we're so much more than that. That is definitely something that I know I need to think about and work on a lot and you should too so think that over and enjoy this episode's meditation minute all i have for you for this episode but as a reminder the whole month of may i've been putting at least two episodes out every wednesday i put a special 100th episode out on a friday a couple weeks ago so go check it out (sighs) i can breathe now so there are two episodes out right now both queer authors whose books are out in the world right now shout out to like a little gay day Gays are taking over they took over on 5 30 2023 with a whole bunch of gay books and my goal is to shout it from the mountaintops so everybody goes to get those bucks. 
including Stephen Salvador's <laughs> No Perfect Places. Um, be sure to go check it out. I put the link down in the episode descriptions. Go find it and go find the website, the website, Stephen's website, <laughs> and Instagram and all that fun stuff. You can also follow me at Sir Stephen Rice on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Rose is chewing a bone in the background, so if you hear that, I am so sorry. So, yeah, again, there's two episodes out. Uh, I appreciate you coming and checking out this one. Be sure to check out the second one, and also share this, and leave me reviews, and tell me I'm pretty, because we need that <laughs> in the world uh again i hope you had a great mental health awareness month if you or anybody else though is needing a little bit more help uh you can always call or text 988 um open 24 7 somebody there to talk to you so we're all in this together oh that sounds so corny and so high schoolish but whatever stay safe out there and until next time have a fantastic day